Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Good evening and welcome into the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League presented by UDF. With the Cowboy Jeff Brantley, I am Tommy Thrawn. We are coming to you from Mesa, Arizona, where the Reds and Cubs played to a 6-6 tie this afternoon. With the Cowboy Jeff Brantley, I'm Tommy Thrawn. Cowboy, uh, fun to be chatting Reds baseball with you, not just during the games, but uh, here in the Hot Stove League. It, it, a lot of exciting things that we've already seen in camp, but uh, as we kind of get going Let's talk about this ball game today because uh, we'll chat with them a little later. Frankie Montas uh, pitched, I thought, really well today. And, and, you know, a guy can look good in bullpens. He can look good uh, in live BP sessions. Uh, and, and he can say he's healthy, but it's a whole different thing to actually see it. I, I, I thought he looked good. Did you feel the same way? I, I did. I, I think you you can look sometimes and at the results, and they can fool you a little bit, especially for a guy that's been around. Uh, but I noticed right away that he was throwing 94-95 with location, I might add, uh, with his fastball, and then he hit 96-97 when he had to reach back a little bit for a fastball. That should tell you that he's got the arm strength there. Now, you also look at some of the secondary pitches, especially the first. This is the first time that we've seen Montas take the mound, and he was able to execute both the split finger and the slider and, and get some swing and misses and some awkward swings. So that tells me that whatever he needs in his repertoire, he's got. Now what you look forward in the future is how does he recover from today's game? How does he come back his next time out and the following time? Can he recover? Can he be able to go back out there and still execute to this kind of perfection? Uh, only time is going to tell, but... Well, you had to be impressed with the way he threw the ball today. Hard not to be excited about what he could bring to the table. Um, just a guy that, that has been around, knows what he's doing. And then we saw Connor Phillips pitch today as well. It, it seems like we're seeing some of these young guys that we, we saw a little bit last year. We saw Lion Richardson yesterday. Um, and we even saw Carson Spires in the first game of spring training. Some of these guys that had a little taste of the big leagues last year maybe didn't have necessarily the success that uh, I'm sure they wanted to have, but they were probably pitching in big league games last year before they were really ready. But now we're seeing them start to take steps forward. Yeah, I think for a guy like Connor Phillips, throughout his minor league career, he's more, and really his lifetime, he's probably been able to overpower every hitter that comes to the plate for the most part. And by that, I mean he could throw it right down the middle and they couldn't hit it. Or he could throw his breaking ball as nasty as he wanted to. It might bounce four feet outside and he still gets a check swing. 
Well, at the big league level, you don't get that because guys are, are used to seeing high-powered stuff. What I saw today was an adjustment for Connor Phillips, not as much uh, movement within his mechanics, but more so trying to get the ball to locate. Now, he's still throwing the ball 97, 98 miles an hour, but I'll say this, Tommy, that slider that I saw today, I mean, we're talking about the first couple of days of spring training, and normally your slider's not it's really not there, and his slider was awfully good today, not only within the strike zone, but as far as a put-away pitch, he was able to execute that as well. With regards to Reds pitchers, uh, because you were talking about the breaking stuff and the secondary stuff for Frankie Montas as well, uh, but uh, are you seeing some of these Reds pitchers not just using their secondary stuff more early in camp, but also able to execute it this early in camp, more than maybe we've seen in the past? Well, I, I think what we're seeing is an aggressive approach on the first two pitches within the strike zone. And if you're able to get ahead in the count, you put the hitter on the defensive so you get awkward swings as you get deeper into the count because the count's in your favor. If you start off every count 1-0 and or 2-1, or and one, uh, the hitter's got a little bit of comfortability. They don't, they're not so jumpy at the plate. That, that first pitch is absolutely critical to putting together a, a tremendous season. If you're throwing strike one the majority of the time, you're going to get most hitters out. Is there is there going to be a hitter that jumps on your first pitch sometime and, and get a hit or hit the ball out of the ballpark? Sure it is. But the advantage for you is the statistics will tell you you throw strike one, you're going to be successful. <laughs> In this day and age where numbers are king more than they've ever been, uh, that's that's kind of a no-brainer, but it's refreshing to see so many of these guys that we expect to see at some point during the big league season throwing strikes. I mean, we're seeing guys throw strikes more for the Reds than we've ever seen, at least that I can remember seeing in, in spring training. And it, it, it's not a coincidence that that's a point of emphasis for this team this year. Well, once you can establish that type of strike-throwing ability, especially early in the count, as you move into the season and you get – two, three weeks into the season, every other team realizes, okay, they're throwing strike one. We've got to be aggressive. So when you do miss just a little off the plate or a little up or maybe that slider sweeps off the plate, you're still getting those aggressive swings. Maybe they hit it off the bat. Maybe they miss it entirely. But they are taking swings because what the stats will tell you, what the numbers will tell you is the Reds are throwing strikes, and that is always an advantage. Well, it seems to be a great sign so far. Um, as we talk about some of the other guys, you mentioned um, after the game you were pretty impressed with the way Tony Santion looked. Uh, what, what stood out about him today? I, I looked at the velocity. I looked at the the slider, the, the break of the slider, and the reaction of the hitter. It, it takes me back to when he first got to the big leagues. And it, it appeared to me, just, just watching him here today, that – he wasn't having to try to overthrow to, to make those types of pitches. So that, that, in my mind, would suggest that he's healthy, he's comfortable, and he's able to get some extension and make the pitches that he needs to make. Look, any pitcher that's been here and had a taste of the big leagues and then had some failure and now he's coming back, he's gonna, he knows what he has to do. 
and, and he understands what he has to do. So it, it's almost as though he's the kind of guy that's a man on a mission because he does have the stuff to be highly successful here at the big league level. Is there an open, is there an open spot for him in the bullpen? Well, conventional wisdom would, would suggest no at this point. But I can tell you this, you come in spring training and you dominate, they will find you a spot. Well, and, and like we talked about during the game the other day, and this isn't just true of pitchers or position players. It's true of everybody. It doesn't matter where you're at. If you come out, you open eyes in spring training, that puts you first in line or moves you at least closer to the top of the line when, when somebody's needed from the minor league roster during the big league season. It happens every year, and it happens a lot. And we saw that revolving door last year – it's not just the, the same guys that you break camp with in spring training that are there at the end, hopefully while this team's in the midst of a playoff run. So you, you, gotta, you can't be discouraged if you don't make the team right out of spring training. Best case scenario for any front office, whether you're a general manager or president, you want to have as many guys as possible that you know can compete at the big league level and, and they can go out and help your club because if they can help your club, they can help another club, and that gives you weapons in case you need to go make a trade. Somebody gets hurt on your club, you need to move and, and bring somebody in. And anybody, even if they're not going to make your team, you still want them to be a guy that you know you can count on. I want to get into this uh, and kind of put you on the spot a little bit because we're on the topic of pitching right now. We'll talk defense and uh, the other side of the ball here in a minute. But um, – when you look at this rotation, this is assuming Nick Lodolo is healthy. If he's healthy, he's in the rotation with Graham Ashcraft and Hunter Green. That's a no-brainer. The Reds didn't sign Frankie Montas to have him pitch in the bullpen. or <laughs> Otherwise, he's making the team, and he will be in the rotation. That's four spots. That leaves one. Uh, Andrew Abbott has certainly shown that he is a big league pitcher. Brandon Williamson did it over the course of a long haul last year. So if it comes down between those two guys, do you envision this being a pretty good race this spring between those two to make that last spot of the rotation? Well, I'll, I'll be really honest with you. I, I think that Abbott, because of the way that, that he pitched last year, really has the inside track to, to being one of those starters. I think that uh, you have Nick Martinez, who is a veteran guy. He's shown that he can start. He's shown that he can pick, pitch in high leverage innings out of the bullpen. I think Martinez is, is your ultimate insurance policy in case one of those guys, let's say Lodolo or Ashcraft or Hunter Green, I mean, they've all had some injury issues, uh, even Muntas for that, for that matter. I think that in, in our game today, you're better off with seven or eight guys that you know can start and that can go out and compete for you. I think that's that's the big issue. But if if I had to make my rotation right now, and this is just based on paper, not on results of what we've seen here in the early part of camp, is you've got Green, Ashcraft, Lodolo, you've got Muntas, and you've got Andrew Abbott. I think those are your five guys. Now, Things can change, obviously, as spring training goes along. Guys can get hurt. Some guys can have sore arms, however that matters. But if if you had to break camp right now and you had to start the season, those are your five guys. No question about it. Join us at Great American Ballpark on Friday, March 1st for a special 
Select a seat event to choose your seats for the season. Purchasing a season ticket membership is the last chance to guarantee access to opening day. RSVP now at reds.com slash select. Cowboy and I will talk defense and maybe even talk a little Edwin Arroyo when we come back. You're listening to the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League presented by UDF on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome back to the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League presented by UDF. With the Cowboy Jeff Brantley, I'm Tommy Thrall. We're at Sloan Park in Mesa. Frankie Montas will join the show coming up shortly. But uh, I want to talk about Edwin Arroyo, and I want to talk about the defense a little bit as well. But let's start with Edwin Arroyo because his defense has been awfully impressive. Uh, we've seen him a little bit in spring training before. We've seen a lot of him already in spring training this year. Uh, what do you notice about him? I, I noticed that. He's a premier talent at the shortstop position, which is the the major spot on a defensive side of a ball club. I mean, he can make every play. He's got a phenomenal arm. He can go into the hole, make a strong throw from shortstop. Uh, he's the kind of guy that you, if you're a general manager, you, you dream about having. That's the kind of shortstop you want. I mean, he's he's elite. the The whole key to this is. There's another part of the game, and that's swinging the bat. Now, he's better at swinging the bat now than he was a year ago, and you're hoping that that, that type of skill will continue to take off. He's got some pop in his bat. The, the part that you really want to help him figure out is to take that swagger and that confidence and channel it towards production on the field. Uh, there was a ball today that he hit off the right field wall. He very well, with his speed, very well could have had a triple. But he just kind of coasted into second, and, and it was more of a style thing. Now, that comes with young kids, and it comes with that young kid trying to show that he belongs at the big league level. And, and I get that. I get that confidence, and, and that's the part that really carries him. It's also the part that, that I love about him. But you also have – he has to understand, and, and that's part of that teaching element, okay, we, we like that, but we also want you to be standing on third base. And, Especially and, on this team. Yeah, on this team. And, and I think that's going to come, and, and I think it's just part of that process. I don't really care about how much style you have at shortstop. You know what I want you to do? I want you to make the play. And when it's time to swing the bat at the plate, I'm not interested in you getting up there with the bases loaded and trying to hit a home run. What I want you to do is shoot the ball over the shortstop or the second baseman's head and drive home two runs. Because at the big league level, it is about results. It's not about just trying to put up numbers day in and day out. It's about results, which ultimately comes to those numbers. But when you're in the minor leagues, so many times you're just concerned about yourself. You're not concerned about winning so much. You're concerned about hitting home. I've got to get 20 home runs. I've got to get 20 stolen bases. I've, I've got to do. I've got to hit 300. I've got to have an on-base percentage close to 400 so they'll, bring, they'll move me to the next level. I get all those things. I, I've done all that. But the issue for him is what our Reds teachers have got to be able to help him understand is you are a big leaguer. We need you to concentrate on winning and help the guys that are around you raise up so that they're winning ball players. so you become a leader. If you do that, you'll be standing at shortstop sooner rather than later. And to fit in on this team, you have to have the us-over-me mentality. This team 
has that right now. That is one thing. You talk to anybody associated with this organization right now, that is very, very prevalent. And, and that's got to that's gotta continue with the guys that are brought up from the minor leagues. Edwin Arroyo would fit into that category as well. Speaking of the defense, uh, we saw Ellie De La Cruz struggle a little bit last year. Uh, there were some struggles in the corner outfields as well. Uh, do you do you envision that the defense can be better for this Reds team here in 2024? I, I think it can. I, I think there were a lot of positional movement last year, and guys were playing in spots they'd never played in their entire life. So when when that's happening, then there are going to be some mistakes. We saw a very fine play from Will Benson in right field, got a great jump. First step, you hear me say this all the time, first step is key out there in the outfield. Same was true with Spencer Steer. Spencer Steer looked like he'd been playing left field for 20 years on the play that he made out there today. I think those are the, the kinds of issues that come from work and repetition and moving guys forward. And, and, I, and I think it comes with a mindset as well. I mean, just trying to push it, push it, push it, and, and push it to perfection. And, and I think that's what you get in that Reds clubhouse. Do you think when you look at, at a guy like Ellie, he had his struggles last year. Some of that could have been fatigue. I mean, he was being pulled in a million different directions. David's talked about not just what he does at the ballpark, but what he does away from the ballpark as well uh, with the request that he gets. D do you think that some of that defense may have had to do with fatigue a little bit last year too? I, I think to a certain extent, but I also think that when, when you're given so much hype before you ever step onto a big league field, you try to come to the big leagues and – be the, the hype master. And so every play that you make, you're, you're trying to make it with something that someone will talk about. Ultimately, at, at this level, and I was saying this with Arroyo, and I'll say it again with De La Cruz, the bottom line is results. Make the play, make the throw. It, and if you do that enough, people will say, wow, he makes every play. And that's the best compliment somebody can give you. When you come to the plate, You've got to be able to make contact and, and be, in, be a hitter in clutch situations. Are you going to run into some, some balls that you hit 120 miles an hour and you hit out of the stadium because De La Cruz has that kind of power? Yeah, sure you are. But if you strike out 240 times in a season, that's what everybody's going to talk about. So eliminate the negative and focus on the positive. And I think that's the direction he's headed. I certainly hope so. They've cut down on the leg kick, and, and they think that that will allow him to be able to do what he's really capable of at the plate and hopefully cut down on some of those strikeouts. A few omissions we have not seen yet in camp. Jonathan India is expected to get going around the 7th or 8th as far as games are concerned. Uh, Matt McClain still with that little oblique, but he's progressing great. Talked to David Bell about him a little bit earlier today. He's going to start swinging the bat soon and look around March 2nd for Noel V. Marte to make his debut. Reds fans, the Pick 6 plan presented by Penn Station is here. Choose any six home games and receive an exclusive Spencer Steer bobblehead in the Nike City Connect uniform. For more information, visit Reds.com slash tickets. We're back with Frankie Montas next on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome back to the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League presented by U. DF. We continue now with Reds pitcher Frankie Montas. And, and Frankie, uh, we had a chance to get to know each other a little bit on the caravan. Uh, and, and right away, you could see a lot of what you bring to the table. But what's this like for you, being in camp at your third team? Uh, you, you've been through it before where you've had to get to know a new new team. So does that make it a little easier? Uh, yes. But I would say the best part is just like 
being able to have fun with the guys. You know, we have a really good group of guys here. The they means well. They know what's teamwork. You know, and I feel like everybody just trying to help each other. And I feel like that's the best part about all this. You've really seemed to be enjoying it. You've got a smile on your face all the time. Uh, you're having a blast. Is this the most fun you've had in a while? Yeah, yeah. I would say definitely it's been at least for the past three years. This is the most fun I had, especially like, you know, being healthy again, feeling really good. Um, and most of it, it's just like besides enjoying being here and enjoying the group, it's just I've just been enjoying my arm feeling good, you know, and, and – and enjoying the progress, you know. Every time I throw, I feel better and better and better. So I'm having really fun doing it. Take us through that. Um, you know, as a pitcher, arm issues can be devastating. Um, you say it's the best you've felt in a, in a long time. Um, did it take a while for you to trust that everything had healed and that you were back to 100% and you could just let it loose again? Uh, yeah, I mean, even, even last year uh, when I came back for that game, you know, I would still have a little bit of uh, hesitation, I would say, you know. and But I had a healthy offseason. I had a regular offseason. I think that was the best part for me. I was looking forward for, uh, to that, to have a um, just a normal offseason and get to work on my stuff, get to work on my body, get to work on my pitches without thinking about, oh, man, my shoulder is not feeling too great. You know, I can't I can do a full extension when I try to throw an outside fastball, you know. And, um just being able to do that and just having guys here that are helping me and just, like, lift me up. Like, like I would say that because every time I throw a bullpen, you know, I feel like the guys just give me some encouraging, like, words, you know, that have been telling me, man, you look good. Like, you look like you're feeling good, you know. And for me, like, that means the world. Like, they might not know what they're doing, but, like, me as a person and the way I am as a player, for me, like, that means the world. You talk about locating a fastball on the outside corner. Is that the pitch that allowed you to kind of feel like, all right, now I'm back to where I want to be? Or is it is it a few things that you have to experience to know that, all right, this is this is where I want to be and, and I'm in a good place? Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely that's one of the keys for real. Like um, being able to hit that outside corner with your four seam, you have to you have to be able to get a full extension on your body and your arm, you know, but. I would say for me, it's just the, the like the the day after I pitch, the day after I throw, you know, being able to do long toss, you know, and not worry about oh man, my arm is so sore. Like just having those like worry like thoughts in my head that I'm like oh man, am I getting hurt again? No, I'm just literally just going out there doing my long toss. I'm pretty much doing long toss almost every day, and that's that's like when I'm doing that, that's when I'm on my best because my arm is feeling good if I'm doing it. Frankie Montas is our guest on the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League. And, Frankie, uh, it, you're a guy that's been around for a while. Um, and, and you look around, and this pitching staff is extremely young. You don't like to be called a veteran because you still feel young at heart. Uh, and you are still young. But uh, it, you, you've picked up a lot of knowledge in this game and your time in this game. Uh, is it fun to be able to share some of that? And, and is it energizing being around this group? Oh, no doubt, no doubt. I said it before. These guys might be young, but they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They don't look like they're 23, 24 years old, you know, or have just one, two years in the big leagues. They look like they know what they're doing. They know how to go about the work. They know how to go about the workouts or the practice. 
And for me, to be honest, not that much that I can say, you know. Like, I mean, I'm here. It, it, like, like pitching-wise, I don't feel that it's a lot that I can say to them because I think they have a really good knowledge about pitching and what they want to do, what, what they're on the mound. You know, if anything, it'll be more about probably the mental game, you know. Like, uh I have years that I've done really good, years that I have struggled, you know, so I know what's being on both sides. I know what's struggle and what's to do it good, you know, and some of those guys probably they haven't struggled yet and to the point that they like to start questioning themselves, like, man, like, am I a good pitcher? And I've been there, you know, and I know some kids how to get out of there, you know. At the end of the day, you're here for a reason and you know what to do. You're in the big list because you have the talent. You can pitch. Now, the question is, what can you do with that talent? You know, how can you manage that talent? And I feel like me probably, like you said, being around for a little bit, I can probably just say some key words to a guy that, like, is probably struggling and don't know how to get out of that funk. You know, and probably I can just, just tell him one key word, and I'll be like, oh, man, like, I was seeing things a different way, you know. But at the end of the day, I'm still a big leaguer. You know, I'm here for a reason. Uh, not to backtrack too much, but you said something right there that, that made me think of this. You know, you've you've been through the ups and downs. Uh, you, you've been a guy that's been a finalist for a Cy Young Award. Do you feel right now, going back to, to how your arm feels, how your body feels, do you feel right now about the same or maybe even better than you did in those years? Honestly, I feel like I feel even better because even when I have my Cy Young year or whatever, like, my arm wasn't fully 100%, you know. But I'm the type of guy, like, I'm a grinder. I might go out there, and it doesn't matter how my arm feels. I'm going to try to do my best. As soon as I step on the mountain, I cross that line, it's time to work. It's time to go to battle. So I'm going to do 100% whatever is in my power to try to get out, you know. But like you said, this is the best I feel in a long time. In a long time. I, I was... I, been never telling my wife like hey you know because my wife is seeming smile a little more it's like man it looks like you're having fun you know i'm like hey babe like i am like she's like i'm feeling good you know i'm finally like having fun on what i do you know and having fun means feeling good you know feeling good about yourself feeling good about where your arm is feeling good about the team you are feeling good about your teammates the, the clubhouse and all that and I keep telling people, like, the best thing is, like, the Reds have just given me nothing but, like, good things. Good things and have done nothing but, feel, like, make me feel welcome. Is there always that fear when, when you're available, uh, whether it's a trade or you're switching teams through free agency, that maybe you're going to go somewhere where you don't fit in? And, and and it seems like you realize pretty quickly and early on here this was the place you were going to fit in. But is there always that little bit of trepidation? Uh, of course. I mean, I lived out when I was with the A's and I got traded. You know, uh, nothing bad to say about the Yankees, you know. But for me, I just feel like like it wasn't a fit for me. You know, it wasn't a fit for me. Like, I'm the type of guy that when I'm, when I'm comfortable and I'm happy and I'm smiling, that's when I'm performing my best, you know, because my confidence level goes up. You know, instead it goes down. So this is a team that, like, I see myself being here. Hopefully I'm stay here for the, and for the rest of my career, 
you know, because I really enjoy. I really enjoy the rest culture, the, how they play, how what the games mean to them. You know, the fans and and and, and anything. Plus that, like, this is a really good group of guys. This is a talent group, you know. And why why we don't want to stay and be part of that? You know, just be part of like something special that is happening here. We're visiting with Frankie Montas, and we continue this chat in a moment. It's the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League, presented by UDF on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome back to the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League, presented by UDF. We continue our conversation with Reds pitcher Frankie Montas. Frankie, before we went to break, you were talking about this team and how special this team is. We talked a little bit about this pitching staff you're a part of, but uh, you guys understand as a group what this team is capable of. Uh, How do you kind of approach a season like that? You know what the expectations are, but... I don't know that anybody can put expectations on this team like you guys have for yourselves. So, so kind of how do you how do you attack spring training? How do you go into a season like that? Uh, I feel like, like you said, like people might have expectations about, uh, you know, the Reds had a lot of talent. You know, like we see the Reds up here, but I feel like this team doesn't doesn't really um, what's the word like based on those things. You know, this team is like, hey, I want you guys to go out there, have fun, you know, and besides anything, I just want you guys to give 100%. You know, David Bell, that's a guy that, like, so far, I haven't get to the chance to, like, play for him during the season, but, like, what he's showing me so far, it's like, hey, besides you as a player, he cares about you as a person. You know, he's the type of dude that he means well, you know, he knows what's been on both sides, you know. He was a player himself and all that. And just to be able to have somebody like that that knows that you know he has your back, you know, no matter what happens, you know. Because at the end of the day, anybody can have a bad day, you know. The thing is, like, okay, what's my team and my teammates going to do to help me out? It's not even, it's not even I, was, I would say, like, baseball-wise. It's just like, okay... Like I was saying earlier, just maybe one keyword is just going to help somebody get out of the funk, you know, and, and start trusting themselves a little more. When there's this much talent on the team, uh, d- does it take the pressure off individual guys, and, and the pitching staff included? It's a loaded pitching staff. When you have this much talent, it, it, is it kind of nice knowing that it doesn't all fall on one person's shoulders? Does that help guys relax a little bit? Uh, yes and no. You know, I'll say yes because you kind of get a little little more relaxed because you know hey if I don't get the job done the guy behind me is gonna have my back you know because that's we know he has the talent and and we know he can get the job done but I would say like based on competition wise I'm I'm a competitive dude you know I keep telling the guys like hey you know if you go put put out a good performance I want to outperform you you know and that's not me just saying, hey, I'm better than you. It's just me wants to contribute to the team and want actually push himself to, you know, because if I go out there and throw seven innings, eight innings, you know, shoot, I want you to go nine, you know, because that's going to make me push myself to go, hey, I got to step up my game, you know, and it's just like that healthy competition that, that you have uh, in between each other, you know, like, I was telling uh, the guys, too, about when I was with the A's and we had Chris Bassett and Salmaniah and me, we had a really good, like, 
healthy competition, you know. If Basi were to go out there and go seven innings with eight strikeouts and I was pitching the next day, I would tell him as soon as he came out of the game, hey, guess what? I'm a, If I go seven, I'm going to go ten strikeouts, you know, or I might go eight and get eight strikeouts, you know, and he will have my back and he will tell me, I expect you to do that. You know, I want you to outperform me so I can step up my game too. For you, you you seem to have lofty expectations for yourself uh, along those lines, and you understand that if you perform well, the team does better as a result. Um, what, what are some of your personal goals that you have coming into this season? My personal goal, I have one goal, and I feel like that's going to be my priority, and it's to make every single start. Just go out there every five days, you know, and give 100%. That's me. I'm the type of dude that at the end of the day, when I get home, I want to sit on the couch, you know, with my kids and wife and just feel about myself that, like, no matter what happened in the game, I went out there and I tried my best to keep the team in the game. And that's my main goal. And that means doing whatever it takes to make that start every five days, you know. And, and just, like, hold myself accountable. It's just, like, I know if I'm healthy and I keep myself on the field, I can perform you know, and me performing, that means I'm giving my team the best chance to win. What is the key for your success? Obviously, the health is a, a big factor, but you're fully healthy now. So what do you do on the mound that's going to make you effective when you're at your best? I said, have fun. Like, not having pressure on myself. Just going out there and compete. You know, I told DJ, I told... Uh, David was like, hey, you know, when I'm on the mound, like, it's me on the mound. I didn't see nobody bigger than me on the mound, you know, and not trying to disrespect people, you know, it's just like when I cross that line, it's all about me. And me, that means making the pitches, hitting the spot, getting outs, you know, do whatever that, whatever it takes to try to keep the team in the game, you know, because you're going to have days that you might give up a fourth spot in the first inning. But guess what? If you make it to the sixth inning after that, you know, you're still keeping the team in the game, you know, and with the amount of talent we got here, we might end up winning that game. They might put a sixth spot in the next inning, you know, so that's that's when I'm on my best. When I'm on my best is when I'm on the mound and I'm, and I'm me. And it's, I think all about me. And what I'm saying, thinking about me, is me just doing my best and keeping the team in the game. Frankie, certainly appreciate the time. Look forward to watching you get out there on the mound this spring, and uh, good luck. Thank you so much, my man. That is Frankie Montas, Reds pitcher, joining us on the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League. We wrap things up next on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome back into the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League, presented by UDF. Another fun show in the books, and... The Ohio Lottery postgame concert series is back for 2024. This season's lineup features the Doc Siders, DJ Diesel, a.k.a. Shaq, and Nelly. For tickets and more information, visit reds.com slash concerts. Well, Cowboy, uh, fun to be back in the saddle with you, and it's fun to be watching games again. And uh, as we watch things here, hard not to get excited about what the future has in store. Yeah, I think any time that you can – have your normal players doing what they're supposed to do, and I think well, that's what we've seen thus far in spring training. But probably more importantly is having your younger guys that are kind of in their development stage coming through the minor leagues, 
being able to execute not only fundamentals, but execute in crucial situations. Lord knows we have seen times over the years where the young guys got up here and you knew they were young guys. At this point, uh, because of what the Reds have done from a development standpoint, the young guys come into the game, you don't know they're young guys. These guys play like they're big leaguers, and they're able to execute. They don't seem to be overwhelmed, and that should tell you about where the Reds are headed. Really fun to chat with Frankie Montas today, and uh, it was it was also fun to watch him pitch on the mound, and uh, boy, did he look good. We talked about it a little bit earlier on, but uh, again, just a, a good sign to see that he's healthy, and the Reds could certainly use a stabilizing veteran presence in that rotation. So we've got more spring training action coming up for you next week. Another Budweiser Hot Stove League next week as well. For Frankie Montas, the Cowboy Jeff Brantley, I'm Tommy Thrall. Good night.